Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 6. Welcome to the Secrets to Real Estate Investing podcast by House Flip Masters, where you will learn powerful strategies from top experts in real estate investing, and you will find valuable information to take your investments to the next level. Now, here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Well, hello, and welcome to another fun episode of the Secrets to Real Estate Investing by House Flip Masters. Today, we have the wonderful privilege to have a very busy man give us a little of his very valuable time. His name is Mike Hambright. He's the founder of Flip Nerd. He's flipped a ton of houses, and he knows all about landlording and wholesaling and flipping and teaches people all about it. And he has stopped by today to share some great tips of his success with us. So welcome, Mike. Hey, Holly. Thanks for having me. Great to see you. Oh, so glad to have you here. Well, today I really wanted to focus on about how your network can make you rich. And um, well, even before we dive into that, I, I know you're a great networker and all that, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure, sure. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a real estate investor. I'm primarily, uh, I personally invest in Dallas, uh, the Dallas, Texas market, but we have a lot of other things going on other than just buying houses. So um, interestingly enough, uh, about, I guess I've been an investor for about eight years, so really not that long. Um, and my wife and I started together. So before this, we were corporate folk. And uh, we had literally, at the time we started eight years ago, had never bought a house in our lives, you know, for investment purposes other than the one house that we lived in at that time. We, we had been married for a couple of years by the time we started real estate investing. Um, and, uh, um, you know, it's something that we just, we ramped up really fast. Uh, we were, for several years, we were buying, you know, kind of 50 to 60 or 70 houses a year uh, for several years, primarily rehabbing, doing it uh, the hardest way possible. But, you know, there's a lot of satisfaction in rehabbing. I enjoy the transformation and we make the most money doing that. But, uh, but yeah, so for years, we, we just were investors and we bought hundreds of houses. And over that time, we kind of accumulated a rental portfolio along the way that's uh, turned out to be uh, when you tuck one or two away here and there o over years, it starts to add up. And uh, so that's turned into a nice little uh, business for us. Um, and then, of course, we started uh, Flipnerd.com uh, a little while back and uh, spend a lot of time, you know, working on that these days. And of course, the shows that you've been on before as well. Um, so yeah, this, I, I feel like I'm wearing a lot of hats these days. And I was just kind of telling you when people ask, like, what do you do that that answer is getting increasingly uh, complicated. <laughs> well, I think it's so fantastic when successful people like yourself want to help others and share and help other people have success in that financial freedom. I just really admire you for that. Yeah, that, that really is our goal is to try to help others and teach others uh, through, through a, a, maybe a unique way. But, um, you know, I think one of the things that I realized is as I, I know we're going to talk about my uh, networking today, which is really a critical topic and really kind of the basis for everything that I do. Um, I, I really feel like 
I've never, even though we, we've done a lot of houses, I, when you, you know, when you start to interview people, when you start to get out there and network, you start to learn about all these things that people are doing that have nothing to do with what you've done. Like, well, that's different. I've never done that. That's different. I've never done that. So when I started my show, for example, and you'll see this as you go along, you realize that you probably know very little in the grand scheme of things. And uh, so my approach, much like yours, is just to say, hey, I want to build this platform to pull in the most knowledgeable people in every aspect of real estate investing, not to represent myself as an expert in everything, because quite frankly, I'm not. So, uh, and it, it just, I, I really, I guess I get a lot out of sharing that with other people. I love that. And I love, um, very famous person said this, I can't remember who, and maybe a lot of famous people have said it, but it's interesting that when you embark on a new endeavor that you don't know what you don't know. Just like when you're a kid in a math class, of course you don't know anything about algebra when you're in third grade. Well, maybe now they do, they're pushing it down, but you don't know about trig and geometry and all that when you're in elementary school, you don't know that it even exists. And as I think that as you get into real estate investing, there's so many methods of acquisition and creative ways to create win-win situations for buyers and sellers both. You really don't know what you don't know. I mean, I was at a seminar this weekend and hearing more stuff like, I mean, do you feel that same way that you're all absolutely there? There really are a lot of niches. I mean, after you get out of single family, I mean, there's a ton of ways to make money in real estate from, you know, notes and multifamily to uh, all sorts of different ways to make money, uh, even just being a lender. So there's really a lot of strategies out there that there's nobody that's an expert in everything. There's no way you could be. Right. It's really fascinating that, um, you know, it all comes down to the same kind of fundamentals that you have to find a way to add value and uh, to uh, add value to the next person and, and you can make money. And so uh, right. I just think it's fascinating to learn of all the ways that are out there. Cool. Well, let's dive into your expert topic of the day. All right. Um, and I, as soon as um, we talked about what you would talk about, I'm reminded of one of my favorite quotes that another famous person said, your net worth is directly proportional to the size of your net work. Hmm. So the group of people you know or you hang out with, I also think it depends on the quality. Because if you're hanging out with the homeless guys on the beach, which well, they got a nice lifestyle on the beach maybe, but <laughs> probably going to be the most successful. So as we go into that with that in mind, how have you built your network and maybe if you have a story to start out with and how and why this is yeah. so important to you? Yeah, I guess I, I, even before I was in real estate investing, I was the guy that's always like, you know, organizing, organizing a happy hour. In fact, I have one tomorrow night. I literally, <laughs> started, there's, I'm so busy these days that there's, you know, friends or uh, work acquaintances or people that, that, you know, professionally or one way or another are always like, hey, let's get lunch. Let's grab coffee. And I'm like, I, I can't really do that anymore. Not very often. So let me just organize a happy hour and like bring all the people that I'd like to see at least once a month. Um, and they can kind of all talk to each other and stuff. So uh, I actually do that at, uh, periodically, but I've always been kind of that guy, that guy that's, you know, uh, trying to bring people together. I love to have entertain at our house and have cookouts and stuff like that. But it, all that started at a, you know, a really young age, I guess. And so that's just kind of exacerbated over the years of uh, pulling that into the real estate realm of uh, networking. And, and I, I definitely, you know, sometimes when I talk about this, I catch myself saying things that that I'm not necessarily doing or I'm not doing anymore, but I know that they're really powerful ways and you just, you know, you get busy, but, um, I would say I really started, I think I'm a, I'm a huge believer in, in real estate clubs and everything kind of started 
in, in the real estate space for me there was attending a RIA club and wanting to learn more. And a lot of, a lot of people start that way. Uh, but mine quickly went from attending to, uh, and again, I wear a few hats. So I'm actually also a franchisee with home investors that we buy ugly houses folks. So that's how we started our real estate investing uh, career was with home investors. And even till today, uh, I'm an active franchisee. We buy and sell houses. And now I'm actually mentor lots of other franchisees around the country, but we just dove in, um, and, uh, into the home investor system and pretty much immediately became sponsors of a local real estate club, uh, to meet new investors and to find, uh, to access, you know, you could use it to access money or to access contractors or a lot of things, but that's kind of, I think in this industry, the, the basis of the foundation for starting your networking is attending networking events, which is exactly what a real club is. Um, but there it kind of, uh, it kind of grew to saying, um, so I was part of a very large club, uh, club that had huge meetings at the time, but it, the meetings were just once a month. And so I was like, well, okay, what do I do the other, what, you know, how do we, how do I get more involved or meet more people throughout the month? And as you know, real estate investing can be a really lonely business. I mean, if you just go into your foxhole and you're buying houses and rehabbing and doing all these things, um, you're, you're really not, you're dealing with people, contractors and potentially some buyers, you know, obviously sellers for sure. And, uh, and buyers, but you're not really, it's not really networking. I guess you're working with people, but um, it's not really networking with peers or, you know, uh, uh, it's a little different. So, so from there, what I started to do was um, have these rehab seminars. I called them rehab live. And all we would do, we were rehabbing at that time. We were rehabbing five, six, seven houses at any one time. And I used to have to go kind of run the circuit. I'm going to go check on my contractors. And, and so what I decided to do was just say that uh, I'm going to uh, actually invite a bunch of people to meet me at a house and, um, and just check out what we're working on. And it had a little bit of structure, um, although the attendees probably didn't feel it, but the idea was to have people come to the house three times. So we'll come like right before we start the project. So, you know, we would pick, specifically pick... Uh, the worst houses, burnouts or hoarder houses or things like that, that people would get a really get a kick out of the transformation. And so we kind of, uh, they would meet, we would meet at the beginning and then we would meet a couple weeks later when we're halfway through the project. And then we would meet two or three weeks later when we're done and uh, review it and then just kind of sit around and talk about it. And, uh, and it just always raises a lot of questions like, why did you do that? Or how are you going to do that? Or how much, you know, how, did, how much does that thing cost? Or uh, people would share their ideas. And it was a way for people to just kind of get engaged um, in, a, in a real life project. And so that's, that, that, that kind of evolved even from there to doing it online and then ultimately it evolved into the podcast, which is a long story short. I'm happy to talk more about it. But, um, but yeah, that was kind of the beginning of just, you know, I think a lot of real estate investors, especially when you start to get a little bit of experience, you kind of forget that there's a whole bunch of people that don't have the knowledge that you do now. And, um, and would like to know more about that. So um, that I think uh, I'm a big fan of kind of using, it took me a little while to realize this, but using the platform that you have, whether you're rehabbing or you have a house that you're trying to wholesale as your platform for meeting other people. I love that. And I just was trying to hold my little snickers and laugh in when you were talking about inviting people out to your projects. I did that myself. I had this rehab going and I asked one person and I emailed a group of about 15 people from a real estate club that I'm 
kind of a part of called Invest Club for Women, yep. local Southern California club. And it was so much fun. I'm, and I just invited yeah. them along like, okay, we're checking out my house. You want to come see where we're at, what's going on? And yep. they asked lots of questions about, you don't know how much you know, because you just get up this learning curve like, oh, wow, there's, there's a lot of knowledge there. But yeah. And then also, I think we should define what a RIA is. So it's a okay. real estate investing association. That's what the little acronym is for. Yeah. Um, tell us how they work in Texas. Is there a charge? How often do they meet? Um, you know, the clubs really evolve over time, but a lot of them are either free or certainly low cost. Uh, and they're just, um, they're all different shapes and sizes. The one that I participated in for, for many years is, um, it was almost like a trade show. You would go and at the beginning they have a networking hour where you can meet with vendors and vendors have tables and things like that. And then it evolves into uh, a general speaker or a couple of speakers that are presenting on a, on a specific topic. Um, and so that was the general structure, but yeah, just a real estate, uh, real estate club or, or real estate association. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they're, in my experience, they're, they're run very similarly in lots of parts of the country. But, uh, if you're in, if you're in a, um, unless you're in a really small market, there probably already exists some and with tools like meetup, meetup.com and some other uh, platforms, even some online groups, um, you probably won't have a hard time finding some like-minded people in your market. Yeah, I know in the greater Los Angeles area where I'm at, the greater part, not the downtown part where I'm at, uh, there is a meetup real estate club on meetup.com I think every single Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They're not usually Monday, oh, wow. Friday, weekends, but, and sometimes there's more than one. And I will say too, for people that are inexperienced at these clubs, some of the clubs are what people call a pitch fest, where someone's trying to sell you a lot of stuff and maybe some high priced education. Some of it's great. Some of it might not be so great. Sure. So just buyer beware when you go there. Sometimes there's great, just education for your $25 entrance fee that night. And other times they might be pitching you something real big or even selling turnkey properties, some of which are from great reputable companies and others you might want to do some more research on. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, um, I think even if you go there, there are, I think a lot of the clubs in my experience have had to evolve and they, they're less of a pitch fest than they used to be. It used to be more of a high pressure run to the back of the room and slide your credit card and, you know, uh, type uh, thing. But I think um, just like online marketing now, I think a lot of clubs have realized that they have to provide a lot of great education and, and knowledge first. And so, uh, you know, if you go to a club like that or you attend a club like that or you attend an event like that, um, you know, you're the one that makes the decision whether you're going to buy anything or not. That doesn't mean you can't get some great education or a great lesson beforehand. So true, um, true. Yeah. But I would say, you know, in my experience, the best part of the clubs is, is just to get around. If there's a networking session involved where you get to meet the other people there and talk to them and what are they interested in? What are they doing? What's their level of experience? Because let's face it, a big part of this industry uh, of this business is just getting confidence, right? It's mm -hmm. getting enough confidence to do that deal. And then once you do a few deals, you have, you know, a not complete confidence, but you have so much more confidence than you did before you had done any that you just start to realize that's, wow, this is, it's not, it's never easy, but um, it's not a confidence thing anymore. Then it's just a matter of how do you find more deals? How do you grow? How do you ramp up? Right. Love it. So how would you say that 
networking and building your network has helped you buy houses. I assume it has. Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, for sure. There's a lot of things that you may want to get out of networking and that may change uh, throughout your life. Like you may, you may want to do it more for early on for me, it was just to meet like-minded people. Then it became the other reasons kind of evolved uh, over time. But I think um, for sure, there are some things that we've done with the rehab, uh, the rehab live events that I talked about that. Uh, and I've done a couple of little bus early on it. I haven't done this in years actually, but a couple of little bus tours, like let's go around and look at some of the rehabs we're working on. And there are people that I met there. This is the thing about it that I didn't really realize at the time is that you build uh, a reputation uh, if you do it right, if you're, if you, you know, if you add value to people to where they, they're, they generally have a hard time forgetting you now. So uh, especially if you stay in touch and I'll, I think uh, maybe later on, I'll give you some suggestions or some tips to people that are listening on how to kind of keep those relationships alive a little bit. But uh, there's no doubt that from a lot of those activities that I did early on, that there are still people that contact me that say, Hey, I remember I met you, you know, three years ago or five years ago, however long it's been. And we just happened to have a house that I think you might be interested in. And so that's a very common, uh, that's a very common thing. And that should be part of why you're networking probably is, um, I don't say this to sound kind of contrived or, or in a negative way, but you, you kind of need to have, um, uh, what's the motivation behind why you're doing the networking? I think, um, it's great to just want to meet people and stuff, but you should have, you know, again, this is going to sound negative, but you should have some sort of agenda. Like I, I want to meet people because I want to find a way to raise money. I want to do more deals. I want to find investors that I'm going to sell things to. So at a high level, you need to have some reason for why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and I think as long as you can convey that to people, that they'll remember, you know, a lot of people, it's very rare that you, here's what I hear that I think some people kind of fall into this trap with RIA clubs or clubs like this networking events is to say, I want to buy a house. I need to buy a house. And they go to a meeting and you're not just going to like walk in and hi, I'm Mike. I want to buy a house. And well, hi, I'm Joe. I have a house to sell. Well, let's get the contract out and sign it right here. It just it doesn't work that way. You're kind of planting seeds for the future. And I think if you look at it that way, um, then um, those, those things that you're kind of seeking will come back around to you ultimately. I love that. But well, it's funny you say that sometimes three to five years after you've met someone, they, they come back to you. Just this morning, I got an email from a realtor in an area that I used to live, you know, like an hour away from here. And she remembered me and she said, Hey, I have this house. Now the numbers didn't work. She said, you know, it's a model match sold for 390 and I can get it for you for 360. Okay. I didn't educate her enough. I, right. I tried doing that email, but hey, she thought of me. And I say, right. but thinking of me and think of me yeah. again. You know, it's just, and I think it's helpful instead of just slamming down somebody that brings you a deal like that, saying, oh, absolutely. Okay, let me let me tell you what I am looking for. And if I could get it for this price and depending on how savvy they are, maybe you teach them, hey, maybe let's sell or carry and what that is. Because a lot of realtors don't even know what that is. Mm. 
But um, yeah, interesting parallel lives you and I have here. So <laughs> um, did you have anything else, like other benefits of networking that? Um... Well, I think uh, it depends on what your personality is. If you're kind of a social person, and that's really what happened to me is I, when I was in the corporate world, even though I'm never going back and there's a lot of, you know, but there were some good things, just the camaraderie, being around a lot of people, um, depending on what type of job or role you might be in, maybe being around a lot of really smart people that you enjoy to hang out with socially. But when you become a real estate investor, you know, if you're a small business, sometimes it's just you or you and a spouse, or it's a very small group. And, and you, uh, you're the chief bottle washer and CEO and whatever you want to call yourself, you have a bunch of things to do, but it can become pretty lonely. You can start to realize that you need, for some of you, you need some sort of out, you need some way to socialize. And, um, and so I think uh, all the things that I kind of mentioned, some of the things that I've done personally of networking and stuff, were just a good way to kind of stay grounded and stay engaged in the community and uh, kind of provide that social outlet that, that, uh, that a guy like me needs. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I'm social. I'm sure you know that. About I know me. that. I know. You didn't have to say that. Molly. I yeah, it's, it, but I became much more social and much more confident over the last 10 years. I, mean, I used to be a CPA where I was forced to sit in a cubicle, put my head down and do my work. And yeah, that did not suit my personality so well. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think there's huge, I know there's huge benefits to networking and it's great to talk about what you do. So people know that I assume yeah. you like me, you're always looking for investors. You're always looking for buyers and sellers and right. connections. I, I think it's great too. If you tell them, Hey, if you ever connect me with someone, I pay referral fees or something like that. Yeah. Too. So it's, it's not just like a gimme, 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 but it's, Oh, and this is what I can do for you. And I found Absolutely. that results. Do you do any kind of financial rewards um, for people that connect you? You know, a lot of people that have connected us in the past, they may be selling it. So they may be a wholesaler that are, you know, may, marking it up or um, there tend to be a fair number of agents that uh, have brought deals to us where they're getting paid a commission. They're getting paid anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it's just some of the other uh, benefits I'd say too are that I can't tell you what this benefit is, but there's just this, this thing that happens when you are spreading good knowledge and you're spreading uh, your teaching people other things and you're networking is that there's just this general karma thing that good things happen and you don't know what they are. Some things come back around. Um, and I think you could say that about a lot of areas, even outside of real estate. But if you're, if you're, if you're out there networking and meeting people and uh, not kind of holding back with good information and uh, the more you share, the more you meet people and just things just fall in your lap that you never expected to happen. And so I think it's just generally a good thing. I love it. Do you have any stories of specific houses you bought or deals you got through networking or through your contacts? Um, I mean, I definitely have bought houses uh, that way. We have an, an, age, uh, an agent that, you know, I won't say it's like clockwork, but every like year and a half or two years, <laughs> they'll be just out of nowhere. There's this deal that he doesn't want to list and he knows it's the type that needs a lot of work. It's the type of house that he knows we like and, and here he is again. And so I think there's a few there's definitely a few relationships we have out there like that, that uh, um, the more you can network and the more uh, you do things like that, the more things come back around. Love it. So do you have any advice for people that are new to networking, especially like I see the primary demographic, at least at the clubs in the LA area 
of real estate investors is probably 40 to 60 year old men. A lot of them are engineers, corporate guys that are really analytical and they're great at calculating numbers and running comps, but maybe not so great with the face-to-face part. Yeah. I mean, do you have any advice for people that are kind of shy or it sounds scary or intimidating? Well, um, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I have any particular advice for if you're like introverted, how to be more extroverted. Um, but I think, uh, it doesn't, I, I would encourage you if you, if you make the effort to go to an event, to just get out of your comfort zone a little bit, if that's what it takes to just ask some questions and meet people. Now I do think, um, when you go to real estate clubs, it can get overwhelming because there, there are different approaches. There are the, there's the person that thinks it's a volume game. So they're going to shake as many hands and fill their pocket full of business cards as they can. But I don't think it takes that. I think it, it and in fact, I don't think that's a great strategy either because most people just throw all those business cards in a drawer when they get home and forget about them anyway. But I think uh, what, what's important is just to, you know, be a good, so you can start by being a good listener, which most introverts are, and to just find a couple people that, uh, they talked about something that resonated with you and, and try to strike up a conversation with them. So even though it might be a big event with dozens or even hundreds of people, I don't think that, um, I think that a few meaningful conversations can go a long way. So don't let kind of the crowd, you know, get in your way, I guess. I like that. So it's not always um, quantity, not necessarily get home with 50 new cards, business right. cards, but maybe have a few quality connections instead. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, I really firmly believe, uh, and I know that um, that networking is not the art part of networking is not the meeting people part. Like I met you, and now I've have your card. I thoroughly believe that the art of it is the follow up, just like it is in buying houses or any part of sales. Anything you do is the follow up, and so I think what's important is that you follow up with those people that you met that resonated well with you over time. And you just have a plan to say, whether it's monthly or once a quarter or whatever, hey, I'm just checking in uh, to see how you're doing. And by the way, if you ever come across, you know, one of those houses like I talked about before, which, you know, has this and that or burnouts or whatever it might be, I'm really interested in those. And just find some way to conveniently uh, just reach out to people and kind of continue to build that relationship over time because so few people do that that you're, it makes you memorable. Um, and I would say you want it, you want it to be, uh, not robotic. Like you want it to feel like it's a, your relationship building and, and you should, and you should be building a relationship, but whether you put it in a calendar or, um, some sort of system, whatever you need that just says, Hey, go follow up with these, these folks once a quarter. Um, and it can be a simple email, just like, Hey, just checking in on you. And again, I, I'm a big believer in using your platform. So if you have a picture of a house, like, Hey, here's a, here's a really nasty one. We just bought I just thought I'd share a picture of the kitchen with you. People kind of remember that because you're continually, um, sharing whatever you're doing. And so I don't think it needs to be, let me go make something up that I'm going to say to this person. It's like, just share what you're kind of doing today or what you're working on or something that you think they might be interested in. And and they're going to remember that. That is fantastic. You know, another thing that just came to my mind that you could share with people from networking groups is talk about if you're into reading books or listening to books as I do say, Hey, I'm reading this great book now. Maybe you want to 
read it? Or would you like to get together and swap some books or education programs just to, you know, give something of value or, Hey, I learned this great tip about this. Or do you want to go to this class next weekend on financial calculators? So I think there's (laughs) lots of, I'm going to skip that one, Holly, the financial calculators. I'm skipping it. What? You don't like financial calculators? That sounds like a CPA. That sounds like CPA talk. I thought you'd moved on from that. (laughs) (laughs) We have those financial calculator gurus here in the LA area. So if you ever come to LA and you want to hook up with one of them and crunch numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have been awesome. We're just about here at the end of our time. Is there any final things that you'd like to say about our topic? And then after you do, I'd love to have you say where and how people can get in touch with you and learn more about all of the things you have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I I say, um, you know, as a shameless plug, I would say, um, uh, we operate flipnerd.com, which is a real estate investor site. And we have, uh, uh, around 50,000 subscribers right now. That's actually going to grow substantially throughout the next uh, year for sure. We're going to kind of go through a period of some significant growth here. And there's lots of ways to network with people on the site to connect and Mm -hmm. meet other people, uh, whether they're vendors, we have a vendor directory and uh, I'm not sure exactly when your show is going to air, but here we are. uh, uh, We actually are completely relaunching the site here in the next uh, maybe uh, 10 days or so. That's going to be a dramatic improvement, especially on the standpoint of connecting with other investors that are near you or, are like-minded in other ways, very much like LinkedIn, where you can uh, connect uh, to people that uh, you can actually search for across the site. So it's a great tool for networking. Um, and uh, with everything that I've just kind of told you here on the show, we that experience and, and the way that I believe about networking is all kind of built into what we're uh, about to relaunch on the site here. Fantastic. Does that platform have a name that they should be looking for on your site? Yeah, it's flipner.com and there is uh, particularly for pre for, for we have a free membership and then we have paid members. Um, okay. In, in other parts of the site, if you see somebody list a property or you see somebody that is writing a journal, actually members can journal. They can write stories, share pictures of a project, share their knowledge on the site. Uh, and when you see people there, you the free members can connect to the people that way. Paid members actually have access to a member directory where they can actually go in and seek out you know, search by name or market or anything in particular to connect with people that way. Love it. Yeah. I mean, networking is how I bought my last hundred houses. If I wasn't able to get out and talk to people, I wouldn't have bought them. Yeah. The trustee sale option was gone for us. So it's like, we can right. meet people and find deals. So I'm a huge believer in that. And I think it's wonderful that you're providing a platform for people to network with each other and find people with common geographical interests or, you know, different. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. You've been fantastic. And we'll have all of these great notes in our show notes with your website. And thank you, Mike. Thanks, Holly. Thanks for having me on. Great to see you. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show. You can find our show notes at our website, houseflipmasters.com on the podcast page. Also, to get our top tips for finding deals without spending lots of money, go to houseflipmasters.com for your free download today.